What is good? Let's have some fun. It's the Fundamism Podcast with your host, Paul J. Long, and all things fun. We'll let the fun begin. Woo! What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fundamism Podcast. We have an exciting show for you today, as always, but before we get into it, I'd like to shout out our friends over at Charlie Hustle, sponsor and amazing community uh, advocate for the city of Kansas City. You don't have to reside here to uh, respect and indulge in their fine duds. Go to charliehustle.com if you want to learn more. Um, today we are we're in we're in the presence of greatness, and it is uh, our guest today. He's looking around. But this is the first guest I've ever had. We've ever had Rob um, that has his own sandwich named after of him. Mm. So Joel Goldberg, Royals broadcaster and speaker extraordinaire is here. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing great. I was looking over my shoulder trying to figure out who the greatness was. Yeah, well, oftentimes it's Maybe Rob. Maybe it's Rob. Yeah, because yeah. Rob makes things happen. Yeah. So first question we start with every single guest. What do you do for fun, brother? I mean, I'd like to say I, I, I get paid to talk about baseball for fun. That's pretty good, but everybody already knows that. I don't. I don't know how much time there is to get out there and do a whole lot anymore, but if I'm getting away from things and with the family, we love to hike a lot. We like to do a lot of outdoor things like that. So even when we go to Arizona and we go to spring training and spring break and and we'll go up and we'll do a ton of hiking in Phoenix and up in Sedona and it's just nice to get away. I can't really get away. I'm not that good at it, but that that's something that I definitely enjoy doing. So, uh, Interestingly enough, we're sitting here. It's it's uh, it's February fourteenth. So by the time this airs, your wife and and children will have received your very thoughtful Valentine. No, I'm really lucky. Or I don't know if I'm lucky or not that my wife actually thinks that this is a stupid holiday. So <laughs> it's great because it takes me off the hook. And of course, for anyone that's married out there or dating, you also certainly from the guy's standpoint, but it could go the other way too. You 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 wonder early on, is this a test? Right. Exactly. But it's not. I did. I I got her like a, a gift certificate for a pedicure or something like nice. that, and then got one for my daughter. Like, hey, you guys go and do that, or not, or do it separately. I, sure. don't, I don't care. So, so this but is I'm gonna air. Off the hook. This is gonna air after Valentine's Day. So, how did they respond? Did they like it? They loved it. Yeah, <laughs> and then we sat on the couch all night, <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you talked about you know when you're first dating and whatnot, and please forgive me for interrupting. Uh, Rob actually has a brand new girlfriend, and uh, things are going super well. Super proud of you, Rob. Uh, Rob is exchanging some Valentine's uh, gifts. He has no choice. If it's a brand new girlfriend, he needs to do that. If it's an old girlfriend, then he probably didn't do it the first time. So yes, val- Valentine's Day is very important. I'm not saying it's a bad holiday. It, it just, you just say it's my a wife bad is just like, yeah, whatever. It's just. It's a made-up holiday. So. Yeah. No, you're right. It's a Hallmark holiday. It is. Uh, but I love Hallmark. Shout out to Hallmark. So, yeah, we love Hallmark. <laughs> hey, if Kansas you guys City. are looking for a sponsor, Joel Goldberg, will uh, he'll love to connect. Uh, and ne- then I'll really love Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned uh, Arizona. It's baseball season, yeah. man. Like, how the heck did you come on this podcast? Like, I thought you would be in Arizona right I'm, now. You know, I'm here more than Arizona. Uh, really, I'll only be there for a handful of days. Because on the TV side, we don't do that many games, and and then we don't all do each game. So 
you know, if we're doing 10 games, some of them might even be, I don't even know if we're doing 10 games or something like that. Some of them might be another team's broadcast that we're picking up. A couple games might be Ryan. A couple games might be me, uh, Fizz. So we kind of split them up. But, but the radio guys, like Fizioc, Denny, Ryan, and Steve Stewart, they're there almost every day of spring training like the writers because they're broadcasting almost every single one of those games. As much as I love the warmth of Arizona this time of year, as we are once again embracing, no, we're not embracing, we're bracing for another snowstorm. And it's like, man, just get me to the warmth. The one thing that I've learned, and I think this is just a sign of getting old, is that every day that I can be home if possible, even if it's in the cold and and it's just, you know, everyday life is good because once that season starts, and it is the greatest job in the world, but once it starts, it is a runaway train and it does not stop for six months. Yeah. So you kind of learn that, you know what, I'll, I'll take advantage of every chance I get to be home. Right. Um, so that, that is a, that's a great point. And, uh, also an amazing segue into, you mentioned earlier when we talked about what do we do for fun? What do you do for fun? And you said, man, it's getting difficult to find time to even it is. find fun. Right. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of organizations that you speak to, uh, or with, uh, can relate to that. So how do you manage, um, and I'm sure many people don't even know this about you, that you are a phenomenal speaker. Uh, we connected just over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Our first date um, was, was amazing. We yes. had burritos and yes. talked about times past. I sent and, my anniversary card to you, too. Yes. It's, so, I'm still waiting on it. Yeah, uh, Hallmark, again. Thank yeah. you. Uh, but how do you... So, so in the last year, your speaking business has just skyrocketed. And I really admire the work that you're doing. You got your own podcast, which we'll shout out here in a bit uh, to ensure that everybody knows where to go to find more about you. But how are you balancing all these things? And how do you ensure that your relationships in life, personally and professionally, are where they need to be, knowing that you got so much crap on your plate? Yeah, no, I mean, I would say that the, the personal side of things is challenging. I mean, that's something that I wrestle with every single day. And probably don't do as good of a job as I should at times. And and then other times I try to remind myself that, you know, hey, you got to be a little bit present. I, I think for me, and I'm still not there, it's, it's just trying to schedule some time every day. And it doesn't have to be, you know, in the calendar, hang with the kids, just, just blocking in some times where you've got nothing. Sure. And again, I'm still not great at that. There are some, you know, I'll put in a three hour block and that three hour block usually turns into like one hour free, but at least that's one hour that maybe I wouldn't have had otherwise. I just, I love meeting people. I love getting out there. Look, I could be as lazy as anyone else. I'm totally fine just sitting on the couch and chilling out and watching TV or, you know, watching a movie or reading a book or or listening to some music or, or whatever it is. But I just would rather be out connecting with people, networking, meeting people, trying to help people. Yeah, building a business, but you know, 90%, I don't know, I'm making a number up here, of course. But <laughs> the bulk of the meetings that I have don't directly lead to a speech, but you never know who you're going to meet. Right. And I love those connections. I mean, I was speaking to a group the other night and I, I started the speech by just looking up in the room and 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 picking out 10 or 12 people that I had met in the last two years or a couple people in the crowd that earlier in the day in two separate networking coffees with people, they said, hey, you need to meet so-and-so. And I look and that person's in the crowd and like it was that morning. And I'm like, 
I didn't know any of these people two years ago until I started my business. Right. Maybe they watched me on TV. Maybe they didn't. So it was just really cool to sit there and think, man, I, I know all these people now and I've connected with all these people that I never would have met before. Sure. And then you don't, I, I always say like, I go to coffee, I'll go to breakfast or lunch or drinks. And you never know when you're going to have a connection with someone that leads to something else. Or maybe you walk out of there with a really interesting book suggestion or maybe a good idea, or maybe you're able to help somebody else and and add some value to their life or whatever they're working on. And so I, that to me makes me go. Sure. I, I love that. And that's, so I'm probably not probably, I'm definitely working too many hours in the off season, but I've never had more fun doing sure. it. Sure. Well, it's interesting that you say that because uh, a lot of folks will reach out to me and they'll say, man, it, it, it sure seems like you're grinding or it's been nice to see. But it's in- not a grind if you love it. That's exactly what right. I was going to say, because to your point, uh, I, I could be super lazy. And so whenever people give me compliments about how hard I've worked to get, you know, wherever we are, knowing that both of us have a long way to go, right, mm-hmm. to where we always. aspire to be, um, I always, I, I feel guilty because I'm like, man, I haven't worked hard at all. Like I, I play video games and, and hang out with my kids and, and do all the fun stuff, but then I get to do this. Like I get mm-hmm. to meet amazing people. And you're right. Like it, it, there's not always something that, that, that it results in, right? I, you know, I don't I have a desired outcome when meeting individuals. I just want to go for the experience and whatever yeah. happens, happens. Right. But I think as a result, that is probably why you've been so successful in the in the last year. And then even long before that in your broadcasting business, um, th- there's no there's no reason or no question as to why you are where you are. People could tell that you genuinely care. Well, I, I hope so because that, that's who I am. I mean, I, I think that the word that that comes up a lot is people say authentic. And I think sometimes maybe they're surprised when they meet me or they see me speak because I, I think you, people probably have a, a perception that someone that's on TV maybe isn't what you think they are sure. or you just don't know. Right. Right. And so then when you actually meet them in person, like I, I really, really take a lot of pride in trying to be on TV exactly what I am off TV. Mm. Most people aren't like that. And I get that element of it too. Doesn't mean they're they're all bad, but there is a performance element to being on TV. Uh, you don't quite talk the same. You do need to project more. You de- do need to bring more energy. So I think one of the challenges, personality, all of it, that's right. <laughs> but I think that, you know, can you find a way to do that and still be true to who you are? Absolutely. And so that's really what I try to be. And so when people tell me that, like... I mean, I, it's great when someone says, man, you work so hard or, you know, I love your broadcasts or blah, blah. All that stuff is great. But when, when you get the compliment of, hey, you're a real person. Yes. And I feel like that plays in Kansas City. I, I, it should play everywhere. It doesn't. But <laughs> I, it's why it's one of the reasons why I never want to leave here. It's like, you know, there's this sweet spot here of this town and this fan base and this community it really is, is a group that I identify with, sure. that I feel comfortable with. So right. I don't even remember what the question was, but no, you nailed but that's we're talking the, about authenticity. <laughs> and, and I think, um, so not to alienate any other listeners or any other cities, right? So I've lived in Austin, Texas. I've lived in Portland, Oregon. I've lived in Kansas City the bulk of my life, born and raised here. Those are three great cities, they by are, the way. They're very, they're very, well, Austin and, and Portland are like spitting images of, yeah. is it spitting or splitting? Spitting, right? Is, I don't know. So, uh, you know, it's I'll, interesting I'll that, that we expression. even have these conversations yeah. anymore with the power of Google. We could find anything out. We could, but then we wouldn't have had the discussion. That's exactly right. right. But to me, there is no place like that Midwest feel. I mean, like yeah. when someone 
opens the door and they look you in the eye and they say thank you. You know, that matters to me. I was just in that. I was telling Rob this story earlier. I was in the Atlanta airport and there was a, a bathroom attendant who's propping the wall up as you walk in. So he's the first person that you saw as you're walking in. I don't know if he's waiting for the bathroom to clean out or whatnot, but I make eye contact with him and I say, hey, how's it going, man? And he didn't respond. I mean, he looks me like right in the eyes and doesn't say a word. So, you know, this is the moment where I have to pull myself back because this is what we talk about. Mm -hmm. You never know what somebody's dealing with, you know, don't judge, blah, blah, blah. But I'm kind of angry. And so I respond as I'm walking to uh, the urinal, forgive me, I say, fantastic, right? Because that's just what's going on in my, like, how difficult is it just to say hello? And so I'm sitting there and I'm washing my hands and I just can't get this out of my head. Finally, it snaps. Like, I'm like, okay, you don't know what this dude's going through. As I walk out, I say, hey, brother, thank you for everything that you're doing. I hope that your day gets better. And he says, same to you. And I thought to myself in that moment, same to you, my day was going fantastic until I interrupted or, you know, interacted with your unhappy rear. But at the same token, I was like, well, hey, that was, that was progress, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, look, you, you never know what someone's going through. Sure. So I try to think about that all the time too, is, you know, as we're talking about how much we love what we do. And, and I think about this when I speak to audiences all the time too, that, a lot of people just don't enjoy what they do. Sure. They do it because they have to do it. Right. And, you know, I have to do this or at least something, right? I mean, I got to put food on the table like everybody else does, but I happen to be lucky enough to love what I do. And now you add on top of it that not only do I love what I do, like I'm living my dream broadcasting baseball 150 games a year. It's what I wanted to do as a kid. Now I've found something that I'm equally passionate about that I can do all year long and affect people's lives. So it's like, you know, waking up for me is, is never a chore other than, you know, if I don't get enough sleep, but you know, I'm motivated and excited every single day to do this. A lot of people, most people aren't that fortunate. But you, so you say lucky, do you truly believe that? Do you believe you're lucky to be in the role that you're in? No, you know, maybe luck's the wrong word. I mean, I, I do think that there's luck involved in everybody's success. I also believe that you create a lot of that luck. I mean, I, I, you know, I worked as hard as anyone just to get on TV, and and I I banged down a lot of doors to get there, and and most people that I guess I was competing against to to get on TV, all the kids, I always say, just made up numbers here, but if ten thousand people are coming out of college in a year that want to be on TV, there's only a hundred jobs available. Sure, the odds aren't very good. I wasn't better than anyone else at all. I I think I outworked people, but more importantly, and I know we talk about this a lot. I made connections. I met people. Right. So was I lucky to get that job? I don't know that I'd call it luck because I went knocking on doors. I mean, I I literally drove around the country knocking on doors, handing out resume tapes, and that paid off. And in many ways, that's what I'm doing right now with my speaking business. Right. I'm, I'm now. Here's where some of the luck comes in. But again, it's it's maybe luck that that I've earned. Is that. I don't have to bang on doors. I mean, I have a lot of respect for you and people that are starting a speaking business because you are having to explain to people who you are. I got to create my brand. You have to create your brand. And I'm already starting with one. Yep. And so. Thanks for saying that. Well, I say all the time that I didn't have to start on the ground level. You know, I'm starting on the fifth floor or whatever it is. With that said, the biggest mistake I could make 
is, okay, the basement's already there. The first floor is already there. Right. If I don't focus on foundation and laying groundwork, then I'm never going to make it because that's just going to be me, me walking in saying, hey, hire me. I'm Joel Goldberg. See me before? I don't work like that. Right. So I'm going to build every relationship. I'm going to make every single connection, and I'm going to do my best to earn it. I'm just lucky enough that I may not need to call them five times. I may need to call once. I still believe, though, that in that one call or that first meeting, I've got to be able to make sure that they, and I'm not even trying to sell them. I just want to make sure they know who I am as a person and what I'm looking to do yeah. and and go from there. So I think it would be very easy for me to skip some of those steps. I'm not going to do it. Uh, but I don't have to work as hard to get into that door as you do. Sure. Well, speaking of foundation and branding, obviously that's the F in fund. Uh, so I'd love to gift you this book, but specifically- I don't want you to gift it to me because I already have one. Oh, you do? Yeah. You supported your brother? No, you gave it to me already. Oh, damn it. <laughs> speaking of connections, that's yeah. awesome that I remember that. Yeah. Oh, because we were at the mastermind group. That's right. Okay. That's right. All right. Now that makes a little more sense as to why I, I could forgot. Give, like I could give my buddy HUD one, Yeah. but- I'll make it. Yes, we'll do that. You Does guys share one letter. The U. That is true. Are there pictures? <laughs> there are a few pictures. That'll help. Yes. <laughs> so foundation, yeah. your foundation specifically. What I admire about what you just said is, first of all, you're never losing an opportunity or missing an opportunity to to, to appreciate or show some appreciation to others. So I, I heard what you said and I appreciate you. Um, that said, when you first started out, yes, you had a name. But you still reached out to me to say, hey, you know, I know that you've been doing this for a little bit and and you're still working hard on it. What advice could you give me? And humility is one of those things that a lot of folks don't necessarily identify with. So that went a long way with me. Where did that come from for you? I mean, I guess I was raised that way. I don't know. I don't really know any other way. So I, I suppose it's a credit to my parents. But I've just never really understood why people are so afraid to not ask. You know, it's especially with the guys, I think it's a it's like a macho thing. Sure. You know, I can't show vulnerability. And I think for for women it can be that way too. I mean, in in a lot of ways women have to work so much harder and it shouldn't be this way to get that respect that that for a woman I think sometimes to ask for help really can show weakness mm. and it can be perceived even the wrong way. To me, we should all be able to ask for help. I'm not afraid and I do this every person that I sit down with. And I've networked with, I mean, I'd have to go and add it up, but maybe 300 people in the last two years that I never would have done this with before. And, you know, I do try to offer, can I help you with anything? And and I try to add value, you know, if there's a way for me to do that. But at the same time, if I'm going to sit down with somebody, I want to, I want to ask them for some advice. Right. And I'm not afraid to do that. And uh, it's, it's amazing to me how many people perceive that as showing some type of weakness. Mm. And to me, it should be viewed as a strength. Oh, I don't care who you are, your man, yeah. woman, whatever you want. Like, if, if, if you have the ability to tap into someone else's expertise in whatever it is, like I'm not sitting down with someone and saying, hey, can you help me be a better speaker? There are speakers that I'll sit down with and, and they'll look at some of my content and say, hey, I think you could do this better or how did you end it or, or you know, be careful of... I, you know all this stuff. Like, yeah. Be careful talk of where about you're talking yourself too talking much, yourself or, too yeah. much or, or where you're standing sure. or, or on and on and on. Right. I mean, there are a million aspects to this that you and I could talk about, you know, based on the crowd side, right. based, based on whatever on and on. But there are others that I'll just say, Hey, what, what's a, what's an effective way 
to, you know, market this? Or what's an effective way to connect with someone, you know, a, a big name CEO that I haven't been able to get to? Mm-hmm. Or how, whatever it is, like just ask. And I take notes on everything and, and I, I try to go back every now and then and review those. But the other side to that is that when you can ask for advice, and yes, I think it shows humility and and some vulnerability, but then something like that, let's say it happens, and the advice they gave you really paid off. It's a great opportunity then to circle back with them mm. and say, hey, you know, you gave me so-and-so suggestion, or you you suggested this book, or you you suggested I connect with this person. Hey, thanks for doing that. That really paid off. And so it's a way to to just open a door, keep a door open sure. a little bit too. It's it's a it's a point of discussion for you in the future. So I just it, this sounds so cliche, but I believe that we should learn something new every day. Right. And it might be the smallest thing. It could be something big. The light bulb goes off. But I, I think we always have to keep learning. Sure. I mean, you know, on the TV side, I've done, I don't know, over 3,000 shows here in Kansas City since I got here, pre and post game shows. I'm still learning every single day. Sure. Now, maybe not as much as I used to. It's, to me, that's like anything else. You do something 3,000 times, you're, I think you're going to be good at it. Unless it's golf. You're still terrible. I, that's why I just don't try anymore. Because <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I am terrible. But you, there still are little things that that pop up that you can learn from. Sure. Good and bad. So I, I that, that fuels me. Well, and something um, never to lose sight of with you specifically, you had mentioned that you do have an established name and, and brand and some built-in credibility with that regard. And I, I, real quick too, I mean, like I would say, because people tell me this now that give me advice, that maybe one of the the dangers or the drawbacks of of, of being humble. And look, my my wife and my kids will remind me every day that I'm a nobody, you know, which is great. I love that by the way. I mean, I, I would, I love being a nobody to them. Right. You know, I love, I love the crap they give me when, when, you know, somebody's walking up and saying, Hey, can we take a selfie? And like, like, can we get a selfie too? You know, I, sure. like, I love that part of it. But maybe part of people have said to me being on the humble side is that sometimes I, I really don't think I'm that big of a name. Sometimes I might take that for granted. Sure. I've had people say, you know, you don't understand what you could do here. And I'd rather be what I am, but then you think about that a little bit and it's like, man, I can make an impact with some things sure. for, for, for whatever it is. Well, and that ties in nicely to um, what I was alluding to in that when you do ask questions of folks to learn a little bit more, mm-hmm. having that established name or that established brand, I mean, I know to me a year ago when you were asking me questions about what path I took, and there's a million different paths, mm-hmm. you know, one isn't the answer. What worked for me or what worked for you might not work for somebody else. That's right. But I remember going home and talking to my wife, Melissa, and saying, you know, it made me feel amazing that Joel Goldberg, somebody that I admire a great deal, that's on TV, that works with one of the most world-class organizations on the planet, somebody that I grew up watching, you know, has asked me for advice. Little old me, who the hell am I? And so in that moment, you had the ability, you talked about circling back and, and sharing some appreciation just asking somebody like myself or anybody for that matter with your established brand what our thoughts are, it goes a long way to boosting other people up. So never lose sight of that. I know that that's basically no, what you a, just said. Well, but. no, it's a good perspective, but I, you know, I don't know that I ever did it or have done it with the intention of, of boosting you up. And, and so it, it's maybe a reminder that, that there is benefit to it beyond just taking. Sure. You know, like, and, and, 
look, none of us want to be take, 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 but I don't think there's anything wrong with soaking up knowledge and, sure. and information. Like that doesn't hurt anyone. I mean, right. I, I could, I could tell you right now that, you know, one of, one of the big developments in my career as a broadcaster was, was asking Albert Pujols for advice. Mm. And it was like, I realized at that point that a lot of people probably don't ask him for advice. Not everyday guys like me and you. Sure. And when I say everyday guys like me and you, yeah, I have access to someone like that, but I was just a nobody broadcaster compared to at that point, he was the number one player on the planet. Right. You know, he had surpassed Barry Bonds as the number one player. So side uh, note, nobody's ever called me an everyday guy. Um, thank you. What for are that. you? A jackass? Oh, an everyday jackass. <laughs> <laughs> does that work? You know? Yes. See? That does work. <laughs> Your wife would agree with that, right? That's absolutely true. Right? So yes. you got to be true to who you are. Yeah. Okay. That's that authenticity. That's all right. My kid's calling. Like, what is my daughter? She'll, so you're such a dork. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Yes. I appreciate yes, that. Absolutely. That means a lot coming I'm, I'm from you. I'm not stopping. So obviously, uh, we've alluded to baseball quite yeah. a bit, right? Albert Pujols, the Kansas City Royals. We talked about you being a broadcaster. I want to get into that. Before we do, let's put a nice little bow on your, your speaking. Um, little bow tie. Yeah, bow tie. I yeah. love the reference. Speaking of which, uh, I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about this on camera because I know it's like top secret, but I heard that you're a, a member of an exclusive club called the Bow Tie Club. Yeah. I had to I've never learn seen to, you in a bow tie. I know. I, I only wear it for that. I had to. I had to. I had to learn how to tie it, though. And did you do it? Yeah. Well, because I, somebody gave me some a heads up when I went to my first. It's like a um, a group of guys that meet once a month, an awesome group, and <laughs> and and I was told that if you wear a clip on and they and they notice it, they're going to yank it You're right done. off. You're done. That's right. So I'm like, oh, man, I might need to borrow some bow ties. Oh, I got you, man. I got like three. Oh, I got so I, and I don't. I'm not a guy that likes to reuse over and over again. Yeah. So I still, I will say that I leave the house when I go to an event and I, I'll still like have my wife, you know, help straighten it out. But at least I'm doing it myself now. It probably took like 20 times of watching a YouTube video. Yep. And 20 different videos until I found the one that actually worked for yep. me. Which one was it? I don't remember. Oh, uh, I still know. He's a African-American gentleman that guy. with glasses. Yeah. The yeah. bigger guy? Yes. He was really good. Yes, he's a great teacher. He was the best one. <laughs> Whoever he is, you should get him on your podcast. That's a great Find point. him. Seriously, yes. you can find him on YouTube. Yes. And tell him I said hi. <laughs> yes. No, that one worked. I've had this same conversation with no less than five people for who real? know this guy. Yeah. So sold. Yeah, that's my, that's my the so, pursuit of this guy. We're gonna find him. Shout out to this guy, whoever you are and wherever you are. Really? He's this, from here? No, nah, I don't. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to do some research. You'll track him down. Just comment on his video, and I'll say I know Joel Goldberg. That's not going to mean anything. <laughs> like, who? What? Like you taught him how to tie a bow tie. So you know, I can sit here and talk to you for hours. I got like seven different topics that I still want to bring right, to. We're go. sitting at twenty six minutes. Uh, let's talk building a championship culture. Yeah, because that's the that's your main keynote, right? Yeah, yeah. That's one one of the two that I'm doing right now. The other one's about building effective relationships. And and I like both of them because well, that's you, good. Well, I, let me rephrase. I like both of them equally. It's like your kids, right? But sometimes you like one more than the other. Yeah, the the culture one seems to resonate with a lot of people. Everybody wants a culture, and and I you know really try to say it. It's not just building a championship culture; it's sustaining a championship Man, isn't culture. That the truth? When people talk about the Kansas City Royals right now, and last year they lose 104 games. It's a bad year. It was much worse than even they expected. 
but I don't think they've lost their championship culture. So when people say, oh man, is it going to be another 30 years? I say, no, it's not going to be another 30 years. I can't guarantee you whether they'll ever win a world championship again. I mean, look at teams that have won it and then never won it again. You know, it, there's only one team that wins out of 30 every single year. And then and at some point down the road, it's probably going to be 32 teams right. and they're going to expand. But what I do know is that they'll be back to being competitive pretty soon because of the culture that they built. When I came here in 08, Dayton Moore had been here about a year and a half and they didn't have a culture. They were starting to build it. But that culture isn't just, hey, here's how we win. It's top to bottom, bottom to top. It's everything from ownership to Dayton Moore and his staff, to Kevin Ulick on the business side and his staff. It's down to the players. It's down to the minor leaguers. It's the scouts. It's the it's the people working at Kauffman Stadium. It's everyone that represents this organization. I would suggest that I'm part of that culture too, mm-hmm. even though I don't Agreed. technically work for the Kansas City sure. Royals. I identify with who they are. I believe in in what they believe in. And I'm talking about them as as people, mm-hmm. as, as, as their beliefs and the way they go about things. And so I very much identify with their culture. They're going to be better sooner because of the culture they have. So meaning this, when guys came up here, and it's a lot of credit to the Eric Cosmers of the world and, and all of that, because there wasn't much of a culture when they got here. At the same time, the Royals were starting to build that culture in the minor leagues, and, and they did not draft the Eric Cosmers of the world by accident. Right. They drafted Eric Cosmer, yes, because of the talent, but they also drafted Eric Cosmer or were sold on it, yes, because of the head and also because of a visit that they took down there before they drafted him and sitting in his kitchen or his family room or whatever it was with his parents saying, man, this kid really gets it. Mm. So he was the type of person they wanted representing this organization. And so while Eric Cosmer is gone now, I would say that he really isn't. Yes, he he is now paid by another organization. He is not a member of the Kansas City Royals, but his fingerprints are all over this place. And when you look at guys that are coming up and you'll start to hear about the Nicky Lopez's of the world and players like that, Ryan O'Hearn, guys like that now that are here. Well, they were in spring training at times with with the Eric Cosmers and the Mike Moustakis and right. the Salvador Perez's and the Lorenzo Canes. They saw how it was done. And when they teach in the minor leagues now, they're saying, look, this is the way that we do things. Right. Before, it was having to create that way. This is how to be a major leaguer. This is how to be a major leaguer for the Kansas City Royals. Right. So I always say, when you're really good or you have a good organization, they always take your name and then put the word way after it, right? This is the Cardinals way. Oh, yeah. This is the Red right. Sox way. Yes. This is the Yankees way. There was no Royals way before. What's the Goldberg way, though? I think everything we talked about. Yes. True. It's about people. It's about connections. It's about humility. It's about authenticity. Yes. They, they, at the end of the day, it's all about people. Like people say to me all the time, like, "Hey, man, we love your interviews." Or on Twitter, it might be, "You suck." But um, one way or another, you know, people have comments. But yeah. for, you know, and that's that's fine too. Like I always tell people that you, everybody doesn't need to like me. I'm in a very subjective business, right. so I'm okay if you think that I'm terrible or you don't like my style. Sure. That, that's great. The next guy might be someone that's more for you. Uh, unfortunately for you, if that's the case, you're probably stuck with me until they get rid of right. me. And, and and I'm the one guy that's coming into your living room every night. By the way, <laughs> it, 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 this is another one of the great... Uh, I'm a tangent guy, by the way, too. I love it. I, you know, one of my favorite things that people come up and they'll say, hey, you know, you, um, you're you part of our family. You come into our living room every night. And it's such an honor. Right. It really is. Like, it's, like they feel like they know you and it's awesome. One out of every 10 will be like, Hey, um, you're part of the family. You come into our bedroom every night. And I'm oh. like, 
It's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Like I, you know, or is it? Well, it is Valentine's Day. Yeah, not, I mean, but I don't want to be a anymore. part of their Valentine's Day. Uh, okay, or fair I didn't. Enough. I didn't want to be a part. <laughs> Where the heck was I going with this? But um, so we were talking about the Goldberg way, and the reason why I I inserted that is because don't you think there's some element of of all the attributes that we've talked about and what you do and how you present yourself? That's part of the royal way. Like the way that, that building yeah. a championship culture is all about connection and showing a genuine interest in everybody. And if somebody's falling flat on their face, you pick them up, you but you them tell up. them about it too. I mean, That's you got right. you, you got to yeah. grow accordingly. I, I, I agree, and and so I I would say that part of that was the way I was raised. Part of it is having been involved with this organization for eleven now twelfth season. So I've I've been able to watch it. I watch the way David Moore goes about his business. I watch the way David Glass goes about his business. Dan Glass goes about his business. All the way from the top and down. And and people may not know Mr. Glass as well as a Dayton Moore, but but I see him on a regular basis and and he is what you see in the organization. I think what I was gonna say was, was when people come up and say, hey we love that interview and Hey, you know, you look like you have a great connection with the players. I don't really consider any one of these players my friends. I mean, I've got a great relationship, as hopefully you see with Salvador Perez, and I'm close with Alex Gordon, and, you know, the guys that have been around longer. But to me, it's all about the people. It's not, yeah, you got to ask good questions, yeah, but you build the trust with them, me as a broadcaster, and it's just normal person conversation. There right. happens to be a camera there, which can make it awkward or weird sometimes. And, you know, we probably live in a world of too many cliches and all that type of stuff. But I, I, I want to have the same conversation with them that I do with you or whoever I'm sitting down for coffee with because they're just people. Yes. They're, they're not superstars. Yes, they've been put up on a pedestal. But I can tell you that while being on a pedestal affords them a lot of great things, they really enjoy sometimes when... People just treat them as people. Mm, I love it. What I love most about it, Joel, is um, when I first started this podcast, mind you, I had never listened to a podcast before I started my own. Oh, congratulations on, uh, on... Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know there. what you're congratulating me of. Uh, for I, discovering I, podcasts. Oh, yeah, for, <laughs> yes. Oh, by God, I have. Um, but, but you know, people would ask me, what's your format? What, what's the overall goal? And so my goal in my head was always, I want to showcase the possibility of a conversation, what could potentially happen if you just show a genuine interest in others mm-hmm. and you don't have a desired outcome in mind. I just want to ask questions that are authentic to get to who you are. Yeah. And I think we fell into that and that's kind of what's, what's happened. And so people oftentimes are looking for these little nuggets out of, these, uh, out of, out of this podcast specifically. I know yours as well. But oftentimes, it's not like blatant in your face, here's what you're going to take away. Mm -hmm. The overall theme is, look what you could potentially experience if you just get out of your own head and and ask some questions that people don't hear every day and treat everybody else as a freaking person. That's right. And that comes from the highest end superstar, the CEO, whatever it is, all the way down to, say, the janitor. Sure. And I, I, I mean, I say this all the time, like, Every role matters. It right. really does. And it it always makes me cringe when someone says, well, I'm just the, you know, fill in the blank. I'm just the accountant. I'm just the whatever. No, well, you matter. You know, right. everybody matters. I, I, I was speaking to a group, oh, over a year ago now, and, and it was a, a dinner for their company, and I did a keynote for them, and then they had some, you know, year-end awards that they gave out. And one of the awards that was being given out was – to a lady kind of behind the scenes. I don't remember what her exact role was, but she would typically be the one that would order all those trophies. 
but because they didn't want her to know and wanted to surprise her, you know, one of the the heads of the company had to do it. And and he and the the trophies came in like the morning of the event. He almost didn't have them. Why? Because he didn't know how to do it. He was lost without right. her. Yeah, she mattered a lot, and so. You know, that to me is really important in these conversations. Like, I don't really care who I'm sitting across from in terms of how big of a deal they are or how how they may be perceived as not being a sure, big deal. right. They're all a big deal. Absolutely. And, and again, conversation, I keep getting back to it's about the, it's about the people, but it's also about storytelling, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the other aspect that I really love, and I think that everyone has a story to tell. I mean, think about it. Think how many times you're, you know, you're driving around, especially nowadays, and you pull up to the light, and there's somebody there that 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 might be panhandling or looking for some something, and you know, you don't know, like, should I give them something or not? Right. You know, or what are they going to spend the money on? Or what are they going to use it for? Or right. could I give them a little bit of leftover food? And and I know some people, like I mean, a guy like Ryan Lefevre is so generous. I mean, we're, we'll be walking around on the road back from the stadium, and he'll just always help people out. It's it's unbelievable. And I don't know that I'm I'm, I'm as good of a person in that sense. But I bring this up because what's their story? Like, you don't know, sure. right? And you don't know if you don't ask, but they have a story too. Like everybody has a story to tell, and the only way to find it out is by doing really what you're doing here right now. We're doing it in a podcast format right. by asking questions. Sure, absolutely. And I think that goes goes back to your point that you made earlier about networking. And you know, there are some people that are miserable in their day-to-day or their job or their personal life or whatever it may be. And oftentimes people might be tuning in and they say, oh, well, that, that's cool that Joel or Paul or Rob or anybody for that matter goes out and they meet people and they talk. I don't care what your role is in this world. The more you go out and you meet people and you show a genuine interest, the more doors open for you. No question. Personally or professionally. And so I would strongly encourage anybody listening to this podcast today to, to hear what you're saying and get out there and, and say hello to somebody that you wouldn't talk to normally mm-hmm. or ask them their story or ask them a silly question like, What's the best concert that you ever went to? I mean, ultimately, you're going to force people to think, and and you're going to create some experiences that you haven't uh, experienced before. Yeah, I'll say that in my in my relationships, networking, connecting with people, speech, where I'll I'll look out there and you know I'll see in the audience, and I'll say, look, you you can find something to connect with with everyone. Because at one point I was calling that speech how to connect with someone you have nothing in common with, and and I scrapped that because it was like you have something in common with everyone. Sure. You just have to find it. So I'll look out, and if somebody's wearing, say, a Royal shirt or a Blues shirt, I'm a big St. Louis Blues fan, I'll look and say, okay, I don't even know you, but you and I already have something I to talk like about. I you. Yeah, exactly. So, like, we're good. How about that win last night? Right, exactly. Now the rest of you in here, I've got to find something. That's true. And the only way you find it is by asking. That's absolutely right. Well, one of the reasons why— But I don't know that I want to talk to the dude in the bathroom. Oh, uh, Why not? Because I didn't want It's a sacred place. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's I'll even more that urgent. You. Now you're going to think about it next time you're on the road, though. You're going to see somebody. No. You know who gets the least amount of appreciation? Who? Those guys and gals that are working in those bathrooms. No, that's true. And so somebody, the truth of the matter is, probably that dude hadn't talked to somebody in some time. And he was so taken aback by somebody finally asking him how he was doing. I wonder no, how fair. long he was sitting on that wall. You might, you might make his day. Maybe you didn't, but you never know. But you, you, you maybe least, I did. You, 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 you moved the line of scrimmage forward. <laughs> That's true. So one of the reasons why I asked you on uh, the podcast, in addition to just being amazing and awesome guy, a connector. Uh, obviously, we have the Royals in common, but you have a really cool event coming up, and you do this stuff a lot out in the community where you find a good cause and and you support it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know that I've heard you say no to a whole lot of things, which is admirable. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, let's full disclosure here. I am starting to say no to more things, Good. and it's only because you can't say yes to everything. There's not enough time in the day. But I'm not a no guy. That's actually been something that I'm struggling with. Sure. Is just, and you know in our business too, that a lot of people want free, free speeches. Yeah. And they sometimes forget that, you know, most people aren't asked to go to work. Hey, could you come uh, come work a job for me today? We're not going to pay you, but... Unless you're TSA. Unless you're TSA, right. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a whole other discussion, right? But, I mean, typically you get paid for when you work. That's true. So the tricky part to me becomes the charities because they some of them have budgets. Right. Great. Some of them don't. So you don't want to be that bad guy because, look, I, I'd like to help every charity. Right. Because they're all good causes. Maybe some are better than others. Maybe some aren't. But they're all, they all they all again matter. Absolutely. But maybe they're not the right fit. Maybe you could help them find someone else. I mean, you still always want to provide value. So it, uh, it pains me to say no. But I'm starting to do it more, if, if nothing else, just for my own calendar. Smart you and know? your personal relationships, right? Right. So you know, one one charity that. But I said yes to this one. Yes. And and uh, you've said yes to this one multiple times. Um, and we'll continue to. Well, thank you. That means the world to us. Noah's Bandage Project is obviously a charity that means the world to me. Um, founded by little Noah Wilson at mm-hmm. six years old, changed the way that hospitals order supplies. It really adds perspective in everybody else's life. I mean, I don't know what you were doing at the age of six, but... Not that. Exactly, right? And so this event is super cool. Um, our mutual friend, Amanda Turk, uh, PR for the Kansas City Royals, mm-hmm. that's still her... She's still in PR, right? Well, like community relations. Community relations. Or I, I'm terrible at titles. Yeah, me but too. But it's more community relations Because everybody matters, Joel. That's why. Titles don't. That's a good way to look. I just always looked at it like I always forget. Okay, fair <laughs> right? Uh, humility. Uh, but nevertheless, Amanda's on the board, Noah's Bandage Project. She's doing an awesome event where she's dancing with the stars for the BMA, and proceeds are going to Noah's Bandage Project. You have humbly agreed to uh, to be a... Um, what is? It? I don't even know what it is. A, a guest, a Q and A. I just I signed up and said yes. Yes, you're on a panel. <laughs> I, no, with, I'm on a panel with Rex Hudler. Right. So I say like I don't know. I know, but but I suspect it'll be a you know Q and A type of thing, and I, I assume we'll be talking a lot of Royals. Yes, which is a great you know obviously great time of year to be doing that. Yep. And uh, if you haven't if you haven't heard or met and you referred to him earlier, uh, Rex Hudler, uh, do a Google search because you're in for a treat. This guy is absolutely amazing. Hosting the event is Boulevard Brewery, which is why we are where we are. And uh, ultimately, Jeremy Danner, the beer guru here locally in Kansas City, is Who going is a much bigger deal than all of us. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely true. He's going to be hosting it. When is that event? Do you know? You're going to do that to me. I think it's February 25th. Right. Whatever that last Monday of February is. It is the Saturday following uh, the release of this podcast, which is Saturday? next Thursday. Is it a Saturday? I don't know no, what it is. No, 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 no. It's a Monday. Oh, it's a Monday. It's yeah. the Monday following. I'll, oh, pull, I'll pull out my calendar right now. That is now. smart. This is uh, leveraging resources. Yes. So obviously we didn't get to your experience with the Royals. Uh, I have so many questions related February to that. February 25th at 6 o'clock at Boulevard. February 25th, Boulevard, 6 o'clock. Um, There's please. a website or info out there, right? Yeah, I'm going to post it okay, uh, in the info for this particular okay. podcast. So 
man, I really greatly appreciate your, uh, your willingness to come on here. Obviously you're a very busy dude. Um, I care about you more as a friend than I do professionally. As you, you know that. So I look forward to connecting outside of this again. I wish you a, an amazing year, uh, and a bang up job in your speaking, uh, realm. I know this is now going to start to be the, the time of the year where you focus more on broadcasting than speaking, but, uh, there's time for all of it. There's though. time for all of it. So just if, not indeed, nighttime events. That's okay. <laughs> if somebody wants to learn more about Joel Goldberg speaking, broadcasting, any of that stuff, where do they go? Well, I think the best way to get me is probably through my website, joelgoldbergmedia.com. Okay. And uh, otherwise, I'm on Twitter, which is GoldbergKC. That's more of a Royals thing. But I mean, I post speaking stuff there too. Instagram is Joel Goldberg KC, I think. And so those are, and then I'm in, on LinkedIn if you want to connect with me on there too. Sure. So all of those, but but the website you can get right in there and, and shoot me a message through that JoelGoldbergMedia.com. I have uh, I can think of no less than ten memories that feature you in our hometown team. So what are they? Uh, of course you're going to put me on blast. Yeah, I was, but it might be eight. It might, I don't know. Unfortunately, since you said you had to leave at eleven thirty, we're, we're we're out, out of time. time. Um, you're Donna Ventura, ooh baby. Here's what I, that would be one. Obviously, every single Salvi splash, yeah, right? It, it's and a, it's a bear suit. Yes, uh, I had the opportunity to attend a, uh, a, a community function with you as well, charitable function. But again, you're always very tough to get to because everybody wants to take a selfie. I'm or not tough to get. Whatever. To. Here's what I will say. I'm guessing that you've been on a lot of, uh, you've been a guest or had a lot of Q and A's with individuals that have met you. One thing that I appreciate about what we've done here today is we didn't talk Royals. Um, no, I like that too. And, and it's weird because it's not that I don't want to talk Royals. Right. I'm, I'll talk, I'm more than happy to talk Royals and I'm not someone that's like, Oh man, I talk baseball all the time. Sure. Leave me alone. Sure. I love talking baseball. Like, you know, I hate that when people say, you know, we'll leave him alone because, you know, it's his job. Yeah, there, there are things that you don't want to talk about with a job 24-7, and I don't need to talk baseball all the time, but I do love baseball sure. genuinely. But it's kind of fun sometimes to have conversations that are everything else. Yep, absolutely. But that's what we did. That's what we did. Check joelgoldbergmedia.com, Kansas City Royals, building a championship culture, Noah's Bandage Project, and February 25th. 25th. At 6 o'clock here at Boulevard Brewery. Mm -hmm. uh, details to follow. As always, thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Thank right, you, everybody, for tuning in to the Fundamentalism Podcast. We'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, go out there and do something fun today. 